minutes, 's welcome back for another season mate how you doing over there getting excited getting very excited Ben um a bit of a false start today trying to get this all set up um, which we can go through in a second but um nothing I wouldn't expect from you uh the yes. man that once booked flights trying to get from Port Hedland to Perth and accidentally booked the first flight Perth to Port Hedland got to the airport and didn't know why the flight wasn't at the right time well Technically, I was early for that flight. I was just at the wrong airport. So, (laughs) you can't say I wasn't there on time. Um, You were there on time. That's half the battle. We are battling along. I've got my microphone here. It's not plugged in, but fully using (laughs) it. Fully using it here as if it's operational. Uh, Yeah, late start on a Sunday. I do apologize. We had had an impromptu beer session yesterday. So, a little bit dusty, but super excited to be here back on the Dork Talk. Yeah, it's good to be back. I thought um, I thought we should get one cracking now that we've played a few preseason games. Monty's been getting a bit bored in the back room, so he wanted to get involved in the pod um, and um, and sort of get this get this cracking along. Should we go through? So Ben got a new laptop and uh, and was pretty keen to, to crack on uh, and get it going. Didn't realize it didn't have any USB ports, so couldn't plug yeah. anything into it. And um, decided to test it today, half an hour after we we're going to start the app. So, <laughs> can we stop like changing cords for stuff as well? Like everyone's like, "Oh, you need a USB C." It's like, what's a USB? When do we have a USB A and B? Yeah, that's that's yeah. I know. I wonder what is A and B. C's the light one. I think the new iPhones are going to use. Um, but yeah, they just one? change the cords, and then you have to buy all new sets. But. We've persevered and we're back and we're here. I got it working. Uh, no thanks to Juddy's abuse, but <laughs> oh mate, you deserve everything. Everything you get. The best is watching you talk into the handheld mic, knowing that you've got the earphones with the microphone attached to the cord. And I keep getting confused, thinking that you're talking into the mic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can probably put it down. I'll get rid of the fake mic. Ah, uh, kind of, kind of look good. Well, oh, it's not a fake well, mic. It's just not plugged in because your computer can't handle that sort of technology. Well, similar to the Dockers motto this year, I think it's stop at nothing. It's stop at nothing for Dork Talk and it's stop at nothing for the Fremantle Dockers. Good point. Stop at nothing. Um, All right. A couple of things I want to talk about. Firstly, in my boredom over the last two months, particularly when I was in Brisbane for a bit and had fair few days not working, um, started listening to the Restump podcast. Sorry, the yeah, the Restump podcast pretty regularly. Brett, Mc- Brett McDonald, formerly Brett Ling, who um, played a bit of footy with actually, knew down the footy club, good, very good bloke. Um, enjoyed listening to him, um, him and the chief. So it's been good. I, I, I don't know if he listens to the other, you know, the 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 other popular, not affiliated, <laughs> um, uncensored Dockers podcast that I know about. But um, if he does, good on you, mate. I've enjoyed it. So maybe we can. I, we were trying to tee up a little. Collab. Uh, crossover, yeah, collab last year, but um, fell through. I think we all got too excited. I was overseas, all sorts of things. But um, 
No, it's been good. So I think uh, basically we all just have to work together to bring down the dark side purple rain podcast. You've you've made it your mission this year to peg down the rain. So you've gone on record with myself that this year is we're going to peg them down. We're going to bring them down a notch. <laughs> bring them down. Bring them. We'll cut take- them down to size. I think I think Ducky will be excited for that. I don't think we're going to affect him too much, but you have you have been you have made that known. So I'll put it out there for Duck. The challenge has been set. We're going to not sure he's Definitely. going to be too worried, especially after hearing all of our technical difficulties. But it's business as usual, really, for us, isn't it? <laughs> um, what I was thinking though, because we've had a fair few list changes since last year. Um. I don't think have we done a pod since Freo won that final. Um, no, I don't even think we did a post final. Well, I was away for a couple of months, so we probably didn't. Um, but um, Dockers, I thought, did pretty well last year, making top six, like came top six, but also finished top six. So won a final, and then we ended up going to the uh, Collingwood game. Got spanked. The scoreboard was so flattering for us. Yes, um, got absolutely spanked. Um, but I think this year the key will be to just make sure we're about the same, you know, few few players out, few players in, uh, make sure we, we end around the same. Like, I think we have to make finals. I, I feel like people suddenly thinking that we're going to be top four and winning a flag this year is probably a little bit optimistic, but I think if we can finish around the top six again, that'd be pretty good. Um, but in terms well, of the new game, people, yeah, go on. One game out of the four... Last season, I think we were one win away, and I think there were plenty of wins that we could have, uh, with plenty of four points we could have made up for. Wasn't there ever? Yeah, I think push for top four, um, and then anything's possible. I think so. Um, so we've got a few fair, like a fair change to our list, I feel. Um, firstly, the players that have gone out, um, a few high profile boys actually. And high profile because they won't shut up in the media, more or less. Um, so, first one is our favourite whipping boy, Lobby. Rory Lobb finally got his wish to get out of the club that he hates so much that that somehow managed to deliver him his most successful season ever with like 30-something goals. Um, mate, I just can't get over how that guy can't just be like... Yes, I want to go. I'm gone. I'm happy now. Like at least Jesse Hogan when he went. Like we haven't heard heap from him. It's not like oh. he's been bragging us out or saying good things. Like we don't expect people to go and like, you know, give us a big hug on the way out. I feel like Lob just is setting himself up to be hated more than he already is. Um but I feel like there, there would have been a lot of people lining up to drive him across the nullable plane, drop him off at the uh at whatever club took Into him. The- now I don't until he decides that he will play ruck. I think the Bulldogs have been stitched up. Well, they're going to have now. It's going to be a weird mix. They're going to have Jamara Eagle Hagen, so number one yep. draft pick. That they're not going to, you know, they're not going to sort of not play him forward. They have Naughty Boy, and now they've got Lob, and then and they've got English. Sam. Tim English and Sam Darcy. So Sam Darcy's pretty tall. He's more of like a key position player. But I feel like they didn't need Lob. I don't no, know why they got and him. I think 
him and him and it's like they already had the tall nerdy guy in Mr. English, and now they got weird lob like the weird lobster. It was like, hey, the wait. English teacher, maybe yeah, like- the English teacher can teach Lob like some book smarts because I feel like I don't know if Lob has any book smarts. Like I feel like he's no. sort of a, a bit of a rock breaker, a guy that if he wasn't playing footy would be breaking rocks with bigger <laughs> rocks. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, even yesterday, so dogs smashed. Forget who it was, North Melbourne maybe, um, and uh, I felt like like they scored about 150 points or so. I, I did have it up before, and um, Lobby kicked one goal. So it's like, all right, I don't know how much they can expect from him this year, but we'll wait and see. Anyway, good on you. I don't I don't really care about Lob. I just hope um, we don't have to have much to do with them anymore. I look forward to playing the Bulldogs. They're going to be like they're stacked this year, and they just seem to never. They're a team that just like fail to kind of get it all together. But this team, like their team last year, the team we beat in the finals, that's quality list. Yeah, they have some pretty good players. I feel like they did well to get rid of. They they seem like they just had like nine midfielders, and I think they've gotten rid of a yeah. few, like Hunter and Dunkley, have left. But yeah. Um, the other person that we used to talk about a fair bit is uh the Logster. Um yeah. Griffin Logue. So he's gone to North Melbourne for pretty much better opportunity in the back line, which I don't think many people begrudge him. Like I can't have seen him being any more than injury backup and defense for Dockers this yeah. year. Um and for what he wanted to get paid and for what we could offer him, I don't think we wanted to lose him. It sounded like we even gave a last-ditch, bigger contract offer to him. But um, but he's gone to the, to the ruse. Now, I feel like one there's one thing where you get more opportunity in a defence, but he's going to get a lot of opportunity to have goals kicked on him as well in a <laughs> defence that is going to be under siege because... The North Melbourne midfield are made up of people who we don't really know who they are. Yeah. Like like Jason Horn Francis isn't there anymore. Um, who else is in that midfield? Like is Zebel plays forward? Like I swear off the top of your head, it's hard to name a North Melbourne midfielder. Um, Jai Simpkin, I think, is there. Darcy Tucker. Oh, mate. Coming up to the third guy that's left, thinking he wasn't getting played enough games. It's like Darcy Tucker thinking that he was going to get a run in our midfield that Fife can't even get a run in. <laughs> Do you reckon when Logue went, he's like, can I come too? Can I come yeah, as well? Yeah. He's like, yeah. Like, literally, those two blokes have gone from, you know, Logue was probably fourth picked, third picked defender, uh, tall defender, and Tucker was probably like the 15th picked midfielder in our team. And they've gone yeah. to like starting roles. I feel like that gives you an idea of the depth of the North Melbourne list versus the Freo list. I think he was like, can I bring some Tucker? And Alice <laughs> Clarkson's like, you want to bring some food? And he's like, yeah, Tucker. <laughs> and then he's just rocked up with Darcy. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Hang, on, hang on, hang on. Hang on a second. It's like um, when Collingwood traded for Chris Mayne, thinking they just yeah. wanted that main guy. <laughs> we want that main guy with long hair. Who? Chris Mayne? Oh, I think so. It starts with M. Thinking they got Mundy. Oh, man. Logue's, so good. Logue's problem, he's played 60 games. Like, he's still, he, he's got a long way to go. And I think you're dead right. Like, if he plays on the number one, so if he goes to the one or the two, um, he's going to get some goals kicked on him. 
and he's not going to have a lot of help back there. Well, I don't think he's going to have a lot of help from the midfield that are just going to leak footies forward. Um, so he'll get a lot of opportunity. Like he'll play every week that he's fit, I'd say, and he'll yeah. get a lot of footy coming down there to prove how good a defender he is. But I feel like he's going to, at some point next year, unless Ruse blast my expectations away, I feel like next year he's going to be like, wow, this is a different team setup, and I don't have anywhere near the support coming from up the field yep. <laughs> that he would have had. Um, oh, well, good or not. I feel like Logue, everyone wishes him well. Like, good luck, mate. Yeah, uh, whereas definitely. Lob, we're all like, mate, you suck. Um, and well, Tucker, it's some... like, mate, I don't think Tucker was ever going to get a game for us. Um, the new recruits. I've got a list of yeah. them here. I'll, I'll run you through them. So yes. I reckon, well, the most high profile is um, Luke Jackson. Now, then... have you gone with Luke Jackson on your membership card? That's the big question. Oh, I don't even know if I have one yet. Um, because there's a few things I'd like you to do with Luke Jackson that you've done with previous players that I think's jinxed him. Jinx them. I don't want him on your membership card. And I don't want <laughs> don't want you betting on him for two or more, into three or more, into four or more goals every game. Bit of think, backstory there. Uh, when Hogan came over to the Dockers, I pretty much jinxed him. So I got him on my membership card. I thought he was going to be the savior of our team. And it took me a long time to get over that. And I found a a loophole that they've since closed on sports bet, where if you bet on them for any time goal into two goals, into three goals, into four goals, the odds were more than if you just bet on them for four goals. It was a slightly, it was like an extra 20 cents. I don't think it was nah, much. It was a dollar or two, but yeah, it was ridiculous that it, that it actually let you multiply them out. It, they figured that out. But yeah, uh, luckily it was in cursed- the, for them, it was in the games that Hogan didn't kick any goals. So it didn't matter to him. <laughs> But super exciting that um, we get big Lukey Jackson. He is an exciting player. I think he's a much better big man than what Lob was. Um, a little oh, bit sad to see. Uh, 100%. Who went to the Hawks? Um, Meeky. Meeky, yeah. I, I, like that's another player that's similar to the Logue one where it's like uh, just hard luck. But I think he's going to be a quality ruckman. Well, he's not even getting picked over there at the moment. They're picking some other dude. I like Meek. Maybe he's a bit injured or something. Like, I don't know the backstory. But, um, yeah, Meek's one that I hope he plays 20 games this year. Love Meek. He's such a good effort player. Yeah. Just so, like, you know, um, was he rookie listed or he was, like, quite late in the draft? Wasn't he pick 69? He was pick 69 and he wore number 22. Um, You're right. (laughs) Dinner for 222. Luke Jackson, such a better, I just think, more more agile, gets around the ground better, more exciting, better overhead, cleaner skills, um, will kick goals. And he's a tough he's a tough big man to match up on. Like, he will bully people around. I think him and Sean Darcy complimenting one another, I think that's going to be a tasty little treat. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like Jackson is the mobile Nat Nui style ruckman and Darcy yeah. is the more traditional, you know, um, What's his name? Cox from the Eagles. Like you remember when the Eagles had that one-two punch? Yeah. Um, Cox, obviously, an elite skilled ruckman, but um, it's that sort of a combo where they're very different players, but they'll complement each other well. And I feel like what it means is that if you know Darcy would have these weeks where he gets forty hit outs, twenty possessions, and kicks two goals, and then the next week he'll be you know monster. Yeah. 
Um, but now we just have someone that's the backup that can also, you know, take over. And I, I think one-two ruck combo, when one of them is very mobile and can play forward or around the ground, means that you don't just have two Aaron Sanderlanders running around where yeah. all they can play is ruck. He, like, they, they actually have a bit of flexibility. I yeah, am I think, excited to see it. Oh, he's great. And Darcy's great on his left foot. I think he's still got some skills. But, man, if he keeps building and growing, if you're looking at that midfield challenge of the Dockers, you're putting your Ruckman up against that duo, they are going to get – that is a big day out trying to pair up against those two. Like, you're jumping against Sean Darcy and then you're kind of going to be chasing Luke Jackson around. Yep. No, I agree. And also, it's been a problem for the Dockers for a while is that – you know, uh, that down-the-line bailout kick or, like, you know, when we just get hemmed in and we go to yeah. kick it down the line and we just rarely have anyone take a mark, like tabs that occasionally be that lead or, you know. And now suddenly we've got two Ruckman, one like Jackson's more elite overhead, I'd say, but that can just stand up, either make a very good contest and get a, a stoppage or take a mark yep. and just that relieving mark on the wing rather than, you know, it's come straight back over your head and defence under pressure. I'm quite excited to um, have have that as a uh, up our sleeve this year. Well, um, also moving around the midfield, you want to name some more guys coming in? Well, the other major one was uh, Jaeger, not Jaeger yeah. apparently. Um, who just looks like he's slotted in. He's in the leadership group, which we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, I noticed that. Just a, a big unit in the midfield, quick, good skills, good clearances. Um, very excited for him to just slot in and um, almost allow Brayshaw and Sarong to not have to, like, you know, bury their bodies in and, um, and, and get well, slaughtered. It's a weird one because that was, yeah, Hawks just allowed a lot of people to walk out. He was a strange one to let go. I suppose he came over from GWS with high hopes for Hawks to still contend. From uh, Gold Coast, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, Gold Coast. Are we going with Mick Jagger, Jagerbomb, Rolling Stone? Uh, I like the Jagerbomb. It takes me back to like, you know, 10, 15 years ago <laughs> when you used to get those Jagerbombs for before. They're like $20 now, I think, Jagerbombs, and you get half a can of Red Bull. Um, we used to better get them for like five bucks. Unreal, unreal deal at the footy club. Um, no, I'm very excited to see him, and I feel like he'll give us a lot. Like he's basically pushed a lot of people out of the midfield, like that would would get a run otherwise. So, um, no, it's good. Like Brody's going to have to be a bench player this year rather than a starting inside mid because Brody sort of came Ooh. in for five last year. Yeah, well, that's where it's kind of – so you've got that rotation now. You'll have Will Brody, Jaeger, um, Brayshaw. Sarong. Sarong. So you'll, you'll, you'll move around that, and then I suppose heading outwards of that, the people that you play on the wing, there's a blanket you could throw over a number of players um, for those wing positions as well and even mm. rotating into the mids. But super yeah. excited. Jaeger's just like – that's almost as good as a pickup as Will Brody, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm very excited to see how um, how Jaeger goes. So there's a few other guys less well-known. So there's a guy called Emmett who's like a key forward developing. Like, I don't think we'll see him much this year, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes for Peel and good tall forward um, depth. Same with Josh Corbett from the Gold Coast. 
Um, big guy, competes hard. Him and Tracy are probably um, going for the same spot, and you'd think that Tracy's ahead at the moment. We're talking about Tracy at the moment. He's one of my new favorites. Uh, we've got a couple of backup Ruckman in Max Noble and Liam Reedy, um, who have actually been doing all right in preseason. So, I don't know. We interesting to see. Big Darty Benning. Yeah, well, he's been there for a little while. <laughs> he's a um, obviously a project player. Um, Wagner from the D's. I think he's, he's at his third club now. Just sort of pretty much he's a Collier type. Um, yep. So a depth wing player. And then a couple of younger guys, Josh Draper and Conrad Williams, who I don't know much about. I think they're more rookie listed players. Um, a few guys to have a bit of a look at. There is someone that's gone that I feel like we haven't touched yeah. on enough. Yeah. Do you know who I'm going to say? Yeah, yeah. Who? Dirty Blakey Acres. Oh wow, Blakey Acres is gone. That was it wasn't we didn't even mention him actually. Yeah, so he's gone. No, I was gonna talk about I was gonna talk about Mitch Crowden, the forgotten man. Oh. <laughs> no net Crowden's gone, man. I there reckon is. Peel Peel will get done. He used to get 35 touches every week. Looking at our list, we do not I don't know how we're gonna pick six small forwards. Like this is the worrying yes. thing. Oh, I agree, most, I agree. Because most of the players we seem to be selecting at the moment, they've got 40 plus kicks, like they're kicking more than 40 meters. Their arms are a normal length. And you know, they're not under five five. So looking at the list, I don't know how we're gonna fill those six six little small forward roles. Well, we're we're something probably not bad to talk about. So we have three players, which would be very hard not to include in the team every week if they're fit, and that's um Schultz, Switter, and Walters. Now, Walters is sort of trying to get fit for round one, but Schultz and Switter are both fine. And then after that, you know, our forward line's pretty stacked with these medium to tall guys. So you've got Fife, you've got Tabs, you've got, you need a Tracy or something like that. And then we've got other guys like Jaya Miss. Um, yep. <laughs> we've got uh, Sturt, who we'll talk Freddy. about as well. Freddie, who's in, like, I don't know if Freddie would be right. And then, you know, there's always guys like Banners who seem to get picked no matter what they do. Um, and then Jackson's oh, yeah. got to roll through there. So uh, we've got a very weird sort of forward line squeeze coming up, um, which will be interesting to see how many small forwards we can fit into that tall forward line. Um, I, I, it's kind of good. So we'll suddenly have, you know, only two or three shorter players selected. In the forward yeah. line, which will be a wild forward line to to watch. Um, we, we're now picking a team to our ball movement. So when we have that long kick in, we might have some players that can mark it. <laughs> well, I think the way that we set up last year as well, like backing Jai Miss in, like so because he came back and returned from that final and played so well, I think in this he's just gonna get a like a bit of a hall pass. I think he's fairly cemented in there, and then you've got to feel Well, he hasn't been picked, like he didn't play that much. Um, against Port Adelaide. We'll talk about a few of those preseason games in a bit. But, um, like, I, I think Sturt is almost ahead of Jaya Miss at the moment. Um, yeah. And Jaya Miss is pretty young. Like, he's, like, 19 or something. Um, and probably needs, like, those key forwards need three or four years before they start, um, you know, being able to, to beat these key defenders that are generally pretty seasoned and big dudes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's so just a quick one before we go on to like preseason games and and uh, who your favorite players are for this year. Is there anyone that we need to be worried about asking for a trade over the next couple of years? 
particularly uh, about younger. We've got a pretty young team. I'm thinking about guys like so Sarong and Brayshaw have both signed relatively long contracts. I think they're till 25 or 26 or something like that. Like Darcy, where's he sitting at? I don't know what his contract status is. Apologies. Um, the worrying ones are like young Chapman and Erasmus. So Chappie's a WA boy. I think he'd be hard to go. Uh Erasmus, also a WA boy, but young, I'm pretty sure, is Victorian, isn't he? But we signed, we extended yeah. him, I'm pretty sure. Like, I think they've been quite clever in the guys, not letting the guys get to their one year, like their final year of a contract. They've been extending them well out, um, yeah. which I think is probably pretty good. Um, Brennan Cox is going to be someone that will come under a bit of... Um, uh, like he, he'll start demanding a bit of attention, I think, from other clubs. Yeah. Um, now, now that he was in the All Australian squad, they actually know what his name is and who and what he looks like. From South Oz as well. South Australian, yeah, which is it's good for us. Which means, like, you know, not many people from SA are desperate to go home to SA, but like yeah. it's the Victorians. I think you got to be worried about. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. Watch this space. Let us know if if you're listening and there's someone that's super obvious that might be going home that we haven't picked up. But I think they'd be a couple. Like Young is probably the one. Young and Darcy. Um, what are you What are you searching, man? You're googling something. Quickly. No, I'm just looking just looking through the list, seeing seeing. Yeah, who, I had the list up I too. Can't. No, look. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll talk about. Talk about that later. I reckon we dive into these preseason games, particularly since you were trackside with your notebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we watched Adelaide for the Adelaide game was um down at Coburn. I didn't go to that game. The old seven period match. Um <laughs> six normal length quarters, so six 25 minute quarters and then one 20 minute quarter. I don't know how they <laughs> figure that out, but basically they played four quarters and then had an ice hockey change of players. Um Started really well. Tabs looked good. Tabs only played about a half and then went off. Um, I think the midfield did some good things and some bad things. Um, but I don't know how much you can really take out of that Adelaide game. Like, I feel like Adelaide looked pretty good, but also I don't think they're getting too ahead of themselves about those sort of games. Yeah. Well, we got Do you watch any of it? No. Well, in the end, it was like 140 to 70 or something like that. But yeah. that was after seven periods and about 10 the, Peel players playing. The Port game was... I think a bit more of a better indication of where we were at and kind of where we were headed. Um, and there was some exciting play in that as well. It would have been good to be trackside. What did you What did yep. you see? 100%. So I feel like you're playing four quarters, normal length, with roughly, yeah. I think they had 26 or 27 players because it was supposed to be pretty hot. I'm pretty sure yeah. Dockers only went through about 24 or 25. Like there were a few players that didn't play a minute. Um, and Matthew Johnson came on in the fourth quarter. So it was more like they pretty much played the 23 players that would, would get selected. Um, <clears throat> a couple of things. So um, I thought Tracy showed a lot, took a big contested mark in a pack and kicked a goal. Um, yeah. and sort of let up the ground and, and chase. I really liked how Tracy went about it. Obviously, Fife get, got spoke about a lot, um, scored a lot of in-play goals, but then also was marking a bit and putting pressure on. And just, I think it's just going to be hard to to match up on. And, um, and I think 
this is this is kind of funny. I was talking to Duck. So I was at the game with Duck and my old man. I was sitting behind the goals. Um and um said to Duck, I think it's like because of our three tools, Tabs is gonna be quite important um for us because he'll take the number one defender. Yeah. And then Fife will get the second defender, which very nervous to be playing on Fife as the second defender. And then the third defender goes to Tracy. So Tracy is suddenly not having to play on the premier yes. defenders. And then like pretty much any shuffle within that. So say they go, okay, Fife's dominating. We're going to flip, you know, the best defender to him. Suddenly tabs can become a bit of a threat. Um, and I feel like if Tracy starts dominating, like it'd be weird to switch the best defender to him. So he's just going to get yeah. a better shot as a third tall, um, which we just haven't had the... Um, the luxury of being able to do for a while. So yeah. I was saying that to Dark and Dark, we were having a bit of chat and that was pretty good. And then Oz and one of Oz's mates rocked up about half time, came and sat with us, which is good. Good to see Oz. Um, but then I look over and I hear Dark having a chat to Oz and I heard a very familiar um, comment being made about how Tabs is going to be important because he'll get the first defender and then fire. <laughs> And I went, Duck, this sounds very familiar. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. shit, Juddy said that before. <laughs> they, so they no, take I, all, I, look, I've, take all our good ideas. I'm on to Duck now. He's um he's on notice. Duck, if you're listening, you're on notice, mate. I'll call you but out. Has Fife, so got it, obviously, that game, him five kicking three goals, still looks as sketchy as anything. Um, like Setting that, up a that, few. That, he, he's good on the, like, the rushed, in play kick because he's not thinking about it, but then his set yeah. shots still can just look terrible. <laughs> but has he lost Quantum. his his build now? Has he kind of slimmed up a little bit? He looks or pretty big gone, still. He's just gone Hulk. I think he looks pretty big still from our point of view. I think um his fend off like- his best one was his fend off like when he just grabbed that guy on the ground, just fended him off and just like manhandled a goal. Yeah. I think that's what we want Fife doing. I think He'll be like a uh, – who's the small guy from Collingwood that pops Dugowie. up? Kind of like a Dugowie style. Like he's just – yeah, just a bit Dugowie of Dugowie and force. Dusty Martin are sort of the probably the prototypes for Fife, guys that yeah. are midfielders that have gone forward and they can just terrorise because they're used to being yep. in these packs with guys yep. that are going to be tackling you or tagging you and suddenly they're on this defender that's a bit bigger and slower generally. Yep. And they can just be like, bang. Um also, he can sort of end up being the forward midfielder, if you know what I mean. Like when yeah. there's a stoppage in the front half, like the front 70 metres, he can probably be around there Yeah, um, unless he's like the deep forward. So I feel like he can still play some stoppage midfield time and just yeah. Brayshaw and Sarong don't have to follow it in all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a good move. Uh, the midfield crew I thought were really good. They really had a ton of the ball. Like I think um, Brody had about 36 touches. Brayshaw and Sarong both had 30 plus. Um, and then Jaeger and Mira only had four first tar- first half touches and then had 20 in the second half or something like that. So um, I, I feel like they got a lot of the footy when they wanted it. Um, yeah. And then a couple of guys that are probably fighting for a spot. First was Liam Henry. I thought did some really good link up things and held his width. On the ground, yeah. did you did you watch the full game, or did you watch some, I did, some highlights I watched, and things? Yeah, I watched the extended package, but I watched the, most of the second half. Mm. He's 
I think him on the wing is going to be really, really good this year. I think yeah, he, I he's so. going to be the kind of player that he's going to be better for. It. He struggled when we weren't doing so well. He's the kind of player that's going to be like a bit of a barometer. But he's so quick, so fast, um, and just damaging with the ball. I think we're just going to have to persevere with him. Like I think the worst thing for him is going to be playing one or two games then going back to Peel for one or two games. Playing for yeah. one, like We're just going to be like, all right, are we going with Henry? Yep. He's getting six games or five games or whatever. Like we just need to give him a crack. Um, because I think he'll grow as the season goes on. And as each game goes on, he'll get better and better. Yeah. Um, and he's only still a young kid. But the other one, so Henry's the first one fighting for a wing position, and then Sturt fighting for, you know, one of the forward positions. His defensive work's really good now. I think he's obviously had to focus on it, but he's had his tackles, second efforts, those sort of things. Um, and then he got rewarded with that goal where he, you know, snuck up behind the guy, tiptoed yeah. behind him and, and stole the ball, and then had a left foot shot from about 50 that sailed through. That was down the end we were at as well. Um, so I'll be very interested to see what our thoughts on Sturt will be because he seemed to get a fair crack at it against Port in what would be our close to our best side. Yeah. So but- if... um. If Walters is injured, then maybe he sneaks in. I don't know. Um, we're we're going to have to make a call on him. It's probably make or break year for Sturdy Boy. Uh, yeah. I mean, Duck talks about him not so fondly. Uh, not a huge, huge fan. But yeah, but Duck, Duck, runs the, Duck runs the uh, policy of if you come out real negative, you're either correct or Dockers are doing well. So it's a win-win for him. <laughs> so he's he runs the we'll talk about it on on the, at the port game he runs the system of betting on the opposition team against the Dockers so you either win money or Dockers have a win yep. so he uh, well, he likes sturdy, likes having some um, eggs in in two baskets sturdy boy will be him and a miss there'll be a few people challenging yeah Where the wing positions just looking yeah. at that looking how Liam Henry's going does Switter roll through there a little bit more this year. I, I like Switter either mid, like inside mid like as that quick changing direction sort of mid or like for maybe 20% or forward because he's dangerous forward. And you saw that yeah. Darcy one, oh, this is pretty good yeah. actually. So down our end, the set play boundary throw in from like the forward pocket, Darcy flicks it over the back to Switter who snaps a goal, like excellent, excellent execution of a set play um, right in front of us. Duck and I are watching Darcy and Darcy runs to the crowd and just gives it this huge fear, celebrated it way more than Switter did. <laughs> We're like, that is great. Obviously respecting the tap back. Um, but yeah, so I think it'll be hard to predict, um, hard to predict who, who's going to play where. I think there's going to be still a little bit of gray area for the first maybe five weeks particularly yeah. if a few guys like Freddie and Walters and things are sort of a little bit ginger and coming back in. But um, I think hopefully we cement something down in the first few weeks um, to, to sort of really give give a few of these guys a crack for four or five, like guys like Henry and whatnot in their position without just changing every week. Um, so, well, did you want to, yeah, you want to move like- and to touch on the first game, the St Kilda game? Oh, what about the leadership group? There's a few surprises. Oh, yeah, definitely. So Fifey obviously stepped down, which I think is good. Um, 
conspiracy theory about Fifey setting stepping down. Firstly, people are saying that he's been he's been stepped down by the Dockers, like he's been forced to. Uh I don't know if he necessarily does because the Dockers um the Dockers run a like a vote system, so it's like yeah. So obviously he's just taking his name out of the hat, so he can't get voted for. Oh, I, I'm sneakingly suspicious that Fifey maybe read the writing on the wall and wanted to go out on his own terms. But I think it's uh, a good. I think it's a good thing for him to like not have to worry about that stuff and just be a forward and not have to do extra media and take a bit of the limelight away. Um, I th- yeah, I think 100. percent I don't think it was a big deal for him to step aside. Like, yeah. No, I think it's a good thing. So Alex Pierce, captain, I think well deserved captain for most of last year, backed up by Sarong and Brayshaw, guys that are twenty two and twenty three or or so. Yeah. And then rounding out the leadership group is Jagerbomb, Switter, and Young. So it's pretty good mix of in... pretty good mix of youth and experience there. Yeah. Switter and um Switter and Jaeger getting in yeah, surprising to me. Maybe maybe that was a lure of um Getting Jaeger over here was like, you know, we'll put you in the leadership group. You can have this role. Um, well, I still, I still don't agree. I don't think that's the case because I think this all comes from their votes. So, like, I think he's been selected. He's just been that impactful since he got to the club. Yeah. And that's what they were talking about. They're like, wow, this guy's a gun, like very good leader. Um, even Young, like, that's that's such good signs that it's Brayshaw, Sarong, and Young because Sarong and Young were the same draft um, with Liam Henry, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm wrapped with those with those two getting in. Um, be interesting I to see. It, uh, hopefully, AP plays twenty odd games and and um and you know really does captain yeah. and then injury free will be his his issue. Yep, definitely. Um, who are your favourite players to what like to to keep an eye on this year that you think might have big years? I've got a few. They're my old, they're my old favourites, but I I want to go uh, O'Driscoll and a miss. Drizzy and a miss, yeah, nice. Yeah, that's what I think. I think Driscoll's passion and like when he was kicking those goals and like that one against the Bulldogs where he like kind of he he took him on and ran around and kicked it from outside fifty. Like he's got a bit of ball about him and a bit of um, yeah. a bit of grunt and and for such a young player to be doing for a dude that that's last, probably played yeah. less than 20 games yeah exactly he he looks to want to put yeah to put people on his back like he'd run through brick walls um so hopefully him and yeah look it'd be great for us to have a key forward that kicks bags and hopefully that's a miss yeah. um just a reliable set shot and a smart forward it's been too long since we watched the likes of Pav um I think hopefully, hopefully this year we get a yeah we get a misfiring. Yeah, I'd lo- yeah I'd love to see that. So I had a couple of different ones. Chappie, man, I yeah. just love the way Chappie goes about it. I hope he gets an injury free run this year um, and can just really build because he was a little bit off in the finals. And I think as a I don't know he would have been nineteen or twenty last year, twenty year old playing in front of eighty thousand at the MCG with very hostile Collingwood people, you know, I think that's pretty fair, but hopefully he seems like the sort of dude that would learn from that. My other one is Tracy. I'm really looking forward to this third tall, a kid that's been in the system now a couple of years, third year now, and really has built the size. It's just going to be probably mindset, mentality, running patterns, all those sort of things. 
Um, and I hope he can stay involved and kick one or two a game and and really provide this beast target. The two that are probably that I really want to see that might struggle to get games are Maddie Johnson and Erasmus. They've yes. had a ripping preseason, but I just feel like there's not a spot for them. So if they keep the pressure on, they'll probably you know opportunity will arise. Um, Longmuir had plenty to say about Tracy. Um, plenty of positive things uh, he was commenting on, talked about his effort for such a young guy, forgetting how old he is and, and what he goes about and what he does. Yeah. Um, so you could be right there. All right. I've got five players who I feel like the heat is absolutely on for. A few of them are probably like, you know, the heat's on, but, you know, they're probably, they're not like about to get cut from the list or anything. But who do you reckon's on my list? Banners? Oh, yeah. Big banners. The heat is on that guy. Banners will be on it. There's another favourite of ours. Nah, Tate's not on tabs. He's 32. Nathan Wilson. Wilson's on the list. Good call. Ethan Hughes. Yeah, I didn't put him in there. I think he's had a good pre I think he might play on the wing, to be honest. He looks like they they sort of don't mind him on the wing. Um, James Aish? Nah, Aish they love, it seems like. I, I don't think the heat's on him. There's another guy. Collier, mate. <laughs> Why we signed him up for another year or two? He's the new two more. Like, where, where's he been? I haven't heard a whimper from that guy. Duck and I were joking that he's on long service leave. Like he's off. <laughs> <laughs> Coming he, back mate, next semester. He's there just keeping the small arms intact. He's yeah. just keeping the numbers up. They've got to have their quota. It's a KPI <laughs> down at the dockers. The other two are guys we've already spoken about, Sturt and Henry. I think um, the heat's on those boys. Um, so... Hopefully, they go all right. Now, a couple of general AFL things. The first one, we spoke, we, me and you were speaking about this a little bit, The this controversy with the Collingwood set like deal with the MCG. So, the Collingwood have this deal with the MCG where no matter what, if they're the home or away team, the Collingwood fans have prime access to these like cheer squad seats behind the goals, meaning that if they play like Carlton or Essendon or Richmond, those players at their home game, so those fans at their home game have to move seats, <laughs> not in their normal seat. Um, and now they're kicking up a stink. And of course, Collingwood are going, what? Like, that's cool. Like, we're, we're allowed to have all these Vic bias things and all these other Victorian teams are going, how dare you like, um, adv- ad- advantage another team while, while we're in Victoria. I think, I think it's pretty funny when Victorian teams have something go mildly wrong and then start sucking that, you know, the odds aren't in their favour. <laughs> Had it far too good for far too long. Yeah. Um, but definitely. So, it'll be interesting to see how they go with that. Eddie Maguire in the media saying how, you know, Collingwood, Collingwood built the AFL with their bare hands and, you know... Uh, <laughs> Pretty much is what they're saying. Um, okay, the other one's a bit more general. Are the Eagles going to be any good this year or are they going to be terrible again? Uh, I think they'll be competitive. I think you forget how good they are at home and just how, how they will get it done. So I think if they if they stay promising at home in front of their home crowd, um, they could probably still muster 10 wins. I don't think we'll see what we've seen last year. I think they will bounce back a small bit. It's going to be a challenging year for them, though. I think they could, if things go south at home for them, because Eagles fans hate losing at home, but they don't understand why they can't win. 
I think Simpson will go. Uh, he will go. Oh, you reckon this is his last yeah. last chance? I um, think if, that's if probably they not a bad lose, shout. Yeah, he, a couple of bad losses at home, and Eagles won't tolerate that. They're pretty. It, it's it, they're ruthless like that, but it's almost good in a way. They they kind of have that what the Dockers needed at times to cut losses and just to go again. Um, the Eagles seem to be pretty good at that, but they've got like they've still got a strong backline. Um, I feel like they're goals. still they're still running the 2018 backline in 2023. Like yeah. they they need to either commit to the future or or admit yeah. that that you know what I mean. Like that Hearn's pretty Hearn's surely last season. Yeah. Um, McGovern's not that young. He'd be like 31, 32. Um, yeah, and he he's should still, still be quite Yo. good and be elite. Yo looks like he's he he's probably their number one difference maker from last year. Like he's fit. He's going to be good in the midfield. He's big body. So I feel like they'll bounce. Basically, if he plays, but Shuey, yeah. I, I love Shuey as a bloke. He's a great bloke, but he his poor body just does not seem to be able to do it anymore. He's too explosive and powerful um, that his body is just not holding up. So I hope I'm like I, I'd like to see Shuey do well this year, but I I wouldn't be putting my house on um, Shuey playing. You know, more than half the season, unfortunately. And I feel like that yeah. those sort of decisions are the ones that hold you back another year or two because yeah. those guys are on the list, not some other draftee or not some rookie. And then you find these other guys come through. I mean, even in the Dockers sense, you know, the draft that we got, Luke Ryan, Brennan Cox and and um, and Darcy, uh, they were all, you know, pick 30 onwards. and. Yeah. You know, those are the sort of guys that you don't get a look at if you're constantly playing these 33, 34-year-old guys. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think the Eagles might be having a tough run. But, yeah, they should be a bit better. I reckon they should be sort of like, you know, maybe pushing eighth for a part of the season, but probably finishing ninth, twelfth type yeah. range, like that. the Dockers the last few years type range. You know, good yeah. for a patch, but then maybe fall away if they have an injury or two. Um, Tommy Cole, like Liam Ryan, Tommy yeah, Cripps, old Petrogelli, Barass. Still got some quality in there. Barass, good player, yeah, definitely. Um, no, Willie Rioli. No, he's, no, he's, really. he's uh, Junior Rioli's nah, off the port. He is going to get booed. The house, yeah, that'll be interesting. Over, won't it? Oh, won't be interesting. I can do. He's definitely going to get booed. Oh yeah, I oh, definitely. But like, it's a it's a weird move considering the guy. Of course, it's a weird cheated move. On his, a... Cheated on his drug test, got supported by the club for two years while he was banned, <laughs> comes back unfit, like obviously because you're not going to be AFL fit when you come back from two years banned, and then they've supported him through, got him back to footy, and then he's like, yeah, catch ya. <laughs> I'm out of here. Ah! Got his, they got, he got his value back up at that club and then traded. Um, yeah. uh, one other thing. What about, so the Hawks, like, controversy that sort of happened late last year the Clarkson and Fagan was involved too that seems to have just died (laughs) that was out of the media cycle after about fortnight and now suddenly no one remembers that people were like Uh, Clarkson can't coach Fagan should be sacked everyone's forgotten and the AFL was just like "Mm, glad that went out of the news uh, yeah, well, I mean, Cyril Rioli left the club, stopped playing AFL over it. So, I mean, you've got to – I just don't think it got acknowledged in the way that it should. 
I think a lot of it was also to do with, uh, is it, uh, who's the CEO or the director of Hawthorne? Um, Kennett, Jeff Kennett, that guy. I think Kennett was quite toxic. I think he, he was Oh, Kennett's most- a sea bag. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot probably should have been placed on him from what it sounds like. Um, it's just like when you hear the things that they were saying and doing, it's like that's just ridiculously unprofessional. And people were like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It's like, yeah, it's not. But if you imagine that's what's being allowed at the top, what's getting filtered through, like what's mm. getting said at the bottom that isn't getting held accountable. So if these are the things that they speak up about and are like on record being said that are pretty bad for like your CEO and your director to say. Like asking partners to have abortions and things like that sort of stuff because it'll be distracting uh, for the person. Yeah. 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 Like pretty hectic that- in any workplace, isn't it? Yeah. And then you look at like, okay, well, what's uneducated Joe Blow saying or what's the guys down the bottom saying to these people if that's what's being said at the top? So it must have been pretty bad. I think yeah. like Sammy, Sammy Mitchell and Luke Hodge would have been pretty brutal people. Um, particularly like remember Sammy Mitchell was running around bloody karate kicking people in games like kneeing people yeah. and Ho- Hodge yeah. was getting done drink driving and all those sort of things. Yeah, like I, they were um, pretty bullish kind of club. Yeah, I, I feel like the AFL is very happy that everyone's just forgotten about that. <laughs> It's the Collingwood guy getting done for snorting a white substance. It's yeah. like, they're like, oh, we just need a bit more of that. <laughs> yeah, they've done the men in black. Like, <laughs> they've done the men in black. Uralizer or whatever it is. Yeah, everyone look, look at so at the, uh, the first game when everyone's watching, they'll just be like, everyone look at the screen now. Boop. <laughs> Nothing <Yeah>. happened. Um, <laughs> before we talk about round one, because we've got a bit to talk about with round one, two things very quickly. Do you ever, like, this is just random shit that I think about, and sorry, my brain works weird. Do you only ever hear the word raking referring to a kick when it's a left footer? Like, you never have a raking right footer. It's always a raking left footer. <laughs> I suppose it's weird as well because what it's a, what is it when the first letters line up? So, the raking right foot. Alliteration, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's beautiful alliteration, but, yeah, raking left foot. I'm not sure. I look forward to a missus raking left, I suppose, more than I'd look forward to Josh Tracy's raking right. Yeah, raking but left. you know what I mean? Like, it's only ever yeah. a left footer that's a raking left foot. Um, okay, the second one is JL-related, uh, Justin Longmuir, and I hope this now you'll hear it every time. You won't be able to concentrate because it definitely distracts me when I'm listening to him talking about team structure. He says both down back and more importantly, oh, yeah. he says down forward. He always down says forward. down forward. And I feel like you can't be down back and down forward. Like it has to be up forward, down back. No, there's it's... no rhyme or reason to that, but I feel like you can't say both down back and down forward. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll allow it. I don't mind it. I mean, he said both that... of them in the same sentence. And I was like, yeah. dude, you have to pick. It's one or the other. He's heading down, down mids, down the wings, down mids, up the wings, side wings, side side mids, side boobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so I hope hopefully people start hearing him say down forward and start getting distracted, and they're not hearing anything else he says. Mate, so you got big news about round one. What can you tell me? Round one, uh, Dork Talk will be there live and in person, heading over to watch the return of uh, RTB the mighty St. Kilda's. 
and I think we'll be looking to upset a few St Kilda supporters over in Victoria and uh, abolish their hopes and dreams of a good season. Mate, I'm very pumped. Love a bit of round one footy because everyone's real excited uh, and you forget, like, you haven't really been desensitised to the umpiring and those sort of things. So everyone is like, kick it. Yeah, it's not going handball. Like, you maggot. It's, it's wild. So I'm very much looking forward to it. And we're going to be sitting in, like, a semi-corporate area on level two with a bit of food, very a bit fancy. of drinks. Um, yeah, and Ross the boss, mate. He's back. RTB, mate. I reckon what will happen after the game, as soon as they've had their um, coaching presses, we'll just listen to his one, not JL's. <laughs> I'm very yeah. much looking forward to it. Did you – sorry, just on topic of Ross Lyon. I might have sent it to you the other day. Um, Ross Lyon mic'd up at St Kilda Training. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So good. <laughs> He's like blasting some kid. He's like, mate, why weren't you goal side there? <laughs> He's yeah. like, oh, look, I was a bit... He's like, mate, just get goal side. And he's like, that's all right. You're pretty young, aren't you? Yeah, you're just a young <laughs> mid. Like, you learn. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, well, Saints have got off to a bad start as well. I think Maxi King, is he gone down? So he's hurt his shoulder. He won't be playing. There's another couple of guys that are injured. Billings is injured. Like, they all be down a few. Their backs will be against the wall. Um. So I uh, yeah I, I think we've got a we've got a rip roaring chance to um to have a have a crack round one away and hopefully sneak it like last year when we played Adelaide away we won by a point that's yeah like was a springboard for us I feel like if one ball had bounced the wrong way particularly the chappy one where he the yeah. the, the fist of God if that had advanced the wrong way and we drew or you know lost. I reckon our season could have looked very different last year just because of yep. lack of momentum at the start. So it's I, round one for the Dockers is so crucial. And we roll into Kangaroos after that at home. Exactly. So I think it's important to get two on the way. I think it's super important and for then the a derby as well. Yeah. And then we have a derby. Like we could, we really need to hope like one game at a time, all that junk, but like they should be licking their lips at being 3-0. Um, yep. And that is the springboard to a season that we really need. And then, Scary. you know, the, the, the season will get harder as we go through. I think we played Geelong away and a few different teams, Sydney twice, Melbourne twice, all those sort of things. But um, we're going to have to springboard from the start and actually beat the teams we should beat. I think we should pump St Kilda, to be honest. I'd love to. I would love to. I would love Fife to kick four, Tracy to kick three, Tabs to kick two. <laughs> Um, you know, brace sure to get the three, but you know what I mean? Like all those things would be so good. Um, but you know, with the Dockers, we never know. No, but we'll be over there to find out firsthand. We start favourites, dollar seventy three, St Kilda two dollars twelve. Yeah. I think if we get if we get onto them early and start to unsettle them at home, I think we'll blow them away. If Saints can stay within an arm's reach to three quarter time, I think they'll challenge. But Hopefully we can just, you know, put them away, get the fans disgruntled, get the players second-guessing, and I think we'll be home and hose, mate, and then you'll be at the CAF winning some naughty money. Yeah, that's going to be a big weekend. We're going to go watch D's Dogs as well on Saturday night. So yeah. a, bit of, a couple of games Boo Rory, of footy. Boo Rory Law. Oh, didn't even think about that. Boo Rory Law. Yeah. The Eagles <clears> North <throat> is on, but we're not there yet. I think the game starts as we land. Um, we can have a bit of look at hope Logue gets like six kicked on him. No, I don't hope Logue gets six kicked on him. I hope that's a good game. But <laughs> it would be interesting if the Eagles get a run on and Logue is like, good God, like this is going to be a long season. Um, yep. 
No, looking forward to it. So I don't know. We might catch up before round one and have a chat, or we will talk to you after that. We'll wait and see. Uh, hit us up with anything funny that you please follow us on Facebook, Dork Talk, not Dork yep. underscore Talk. That is a weird no. cosplay Facebook. Yeah, don't confuse us with them. Dork Space Talk. Um, and if anything funny, we, we respond to messages all the time. Um, we really appreciate anyone that. Basically, if you listen to us, good on you because we are a couple of battlers. Um, yeah. Monkey particularly is a massive <laughs> battler. Um, but like, we appreciate support. Hopefully, we have another big season and hopefully the Dockers can uh, can keep going from last year. Hey, we are going to manhandle the Dockers to a flag one year. We are going to persevere until this podcast gets them there and we are going to yeah, be like and then we're, and we're done. 99% and we're done. of it. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're finished. Uh, very good, mate. All right, good to see you. And uh, talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye.